0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Inside Anna's Mind. It is episode five. I know I missed last week's episode, which to be fair, I think I let myself down the most. But at the same time, I think it was almost meant to be that I couldn't do the episode because in episode four, my last one, I talked about how the fact that I'm trying to release those pressures that I give myself and that I can allow myself to have time off or you know when things stress me out actually just stand back from it and be like okay give yourself a break or you just can't do this one so i kind of said that in episode four and then two days later i was supposed to record my next episode get it out get the ball rolling and i just couldn't i had too much stuff going on so it kind of tested me to see are you living up to always what you said in your podcast and it was actually pretty rewarding in terms of i let myself just be okay with not posting it which for me it's very hard because I struggle to let go of control, especially in terms of work. And that is actually what we're gonna be talking about today on this episode, and that is letting go in order to grow, which is something that has really resonated with me recently, and I have so many examples to share with you today of how this can actually help you so much. I know in my previous episodes, I've briefly gone over quite a lot of topics in just a few episodes. So I guess the first four episodes are like this intro, who I am, what's been going on in my life and then from now on we're going to be really going into new mindsets and a little bit more in detail. I think there are several things that help you develop as a person, help you develop your self-awareness but I think letting go is one of those primary actions you need to take in order to make space for things to come in and use all your other self-improvement tips that you've been taught or that you've read in a book. I feel like this is something that is so overlooked and it's only a recent realization I've had, probably in the last week. The first subcategory is letting go of old fears. And I'm gonna go into an example of Aruba. About a year and a half ago, when I was 19 years old, I went on a travel trip to the Caribbean. Aruba is where I kind of grew up with my dad and it's also where he passed away. This trip was the first time of me going back to this place and basically my mental health rapidly declined. Like it was, yeah, it went from, at the time I was really struggling with my eating. um, I went into the holiday, very restrictive, struggling, but It went from like binging once a month to binging and throwing up about three times a day. I can't tell you how almost scarred I am from that Aruba trip. After this, I went on a few holidays about a year ago, last summer, and they were okay, but I did go with other people. And if I'm being honest, I did actually slip back into old patterns. My fear is to go on holiday, to suddenly feel like I have to diet, to lose weight, to go down a crazy path of like bulimia, binging, especially binging. And then especially with my holidays last summer, as I just described, I went back into the dieting stuff, but I didn't go crazy in the holiday itself. But then at the same time, I explained on episode four that I did have a crazy summer. I got really depressed. I started smoking, vaping, all of that stuff. So Actually, it does kind of link up again with that Aruba thing. Like it just kind of confirmed to me, maybe I'm not good being by myself or on holidays. Like it was just a mix of feelings. About a month ago, I was calling my mom and I was like, oh, I just want to get away. You know, those camps where it's like helping out schools or children and you do like two weeks and it's volunteering, basically. I wanted to do one of that. But as I was searching, I was just getting a rush of anxiety and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I can't help myself, but I'm feeling so anxious when I'm searching up for these holidays. Like, I know I'm going to be doing something great for other people, but I can't help but feel so anxious of this like old fear of mine that if I go away by myself, I'm just going to completely like decline in my mental health like it was just this big fear of my you know she was you know being kind about it but she was like really are you sure like surely if you're out there helping other people then you're gonna feel better about yourself I was like mum in the most selfish way like I want to go out and help people but I still had this thought that I would be affected by everything and I didn't book the trip for that plan exactly but I did actually have an opportunity to go to Barcelona for four days with a friend. And I was like, okay, this is a good, you know, come back, a good like holiday tester. And I went and it really changed my perspective of the fact I am able to travel by myself. And I think this is where I'm trying to explain old fears. The Anna that went to Aruba and the Anna that went on holidays last year and got a bit depressed and got into vaping and smoking, she was a completely different Anna to the Anna right now. The things I've learned, the self-awareness, the self-improvement. So I'm actually a lot different to that person and therefore I'm not exactly, well I need to trust myself that I'm not going to go back there. So when I went on this Barcelona trip there was little nuggets of silence and nuggets of time alone and being with my own mind and what I found that I actually got a little bit creative with it. Instead of having, you know, 10 minutes to myself and really having conflicting thoughts and negativity, oh my gosh, um, you know, thinking about food, thinking about exercise, I was able to kind of reflect and enjoy letting my mind wander. I was comfortable with myself just thinking about things. And I think this is actually such a key thing to do you let yourself have time to actually be with yourself. I know for me, I forget sometimes I'm very easy, you know, I wake up, brush my teeth, I wash my face, I get in the living room, grab my coffee, grab my breakfast. I wake up at 7, I'm eating breakfast at (laughs) 7.15 and I get started with work and then when I have my break I'll go out and, you know, maybe do some activity or go have a nap and then, you know, I'll watch some TV. So it's very much, even when I'm relaxing, I'm doing something that doesn't necessarily let my mind wander. That's when I love journaling because when you're journaling you are literally there with your mind and you're like Tell me what you want to say Actually, I wouldn't say with your mind. I would say with your heart there's something called pen to heart and it's when you're journaling and You're in a state of flow and you're writing straight from your heart You're not letting your mind start criticizing or start, you know stopping you or stopping your flow But it's just exactly what your heart wants to say is what's coming out on paper so with this Barcelona trip going quite successful in terms of myself, I came back and I basically told my boyfriend, look, I feel like I can travel by myself now. Like I was getting so excited. I was like, Max, I can do it. I can travel. I'm going to be a traveling bean. And what this has to do with letting go in order to grow, and I've only just pieced this together this morning, was, you know, how on earth did, you know, letting go of that Aruba fear of going on holiday and declining match with me traveling, I'm basically going on travels in a month's time, but I'm going with my boyfriend. So it's like, Anna, you're not actually traveling alone. So how does that, you know, work? The fact is, is that me and my boyfriend never really, I wouldn't say had a conversation about traveling, but I was afraid of traveling and by myself and he was, you know, in a corporate job. So we just didn't really think that was going to be something for us we thought we were just going to live in London and we thought we would go away together but not for like forever or not necessarily forever but let's say years at a time and what happened was the moment that I had the realization and the confidence in myself that I could travel by myself was the moment it brought the opportunity to our relationship because I went to home and I said look I can do it I can travel and then I was like by any chance do you want to travel with me and he was like yeah so here we are we are actually traveling august 3rd to bali for two months we are then coming back for a week and then i think we're gonna go off again whether that's australia whether that's bali whether that's costa rica we don't know we're gonna explore i basically am not planning to live in london again for a bit i i really want to just live somewhere so that is example one of letting go of let's say my old fear of traveling knowing that that didn't belong to me anymore and you might have some yourself for example there is like old fears of rejection I could you know using my example my dad left me when I was younger and since then obviously my impact especially with guys has been fear of rejection and all of that stuff and what you have to understand is that happened to me when I was six right and yeah at that time it's a bit unsafe for your dad to leave you it's emotional it's everything But when, you know, a crappy little boy from your hometown doesn't reply to you and ghost you, although it brings up the same emotion, you have to know that you're not the same younger person anymore. And you are okay by yourself. You are okay where you are, you are safe. So that's what I mean by understand what context you're in and compare it to your old fear and maybe the fact that you don't need to hold on to these fears anymore. Another fear that I want to talk about is actually my boyfriend's example and because I was planning this podcast this morning and I just started interviewing him I was like well what is something that you hold on to let's say a fear and because I think there's always different examples you know everything that I go through someone else might not go through and then at the same time you guys might go through things that I don't just because of my let's say job or whatever and he said um, work and stability. A fear of something that's basically ingrained in him is that he's got to have a stable job, he's got to bring in the money, you know, since university, you, you just go straight into the job life, and then you're running on this, like, hamster wheel, and I challenged this fear of him when we had that discussion about traveling, and he had been in several corporate jobs before this, and the one he's currently in, yes, it's stable, but it's far from soulful, like, to kind of, like, Ignite a little fire with him him. And I was saying to him, does it actually like fill your soul up? Like, does that actually excite you? Sales and recruitment? Like, that's what he does. I was like, does that actually bring you passion? Is there something that can, you know, make you happier? And he agreed with that, but he still had this old fear of, yeah, but what about money? What about stability? What about in a year's time? I don't want to be a nobody at 30. And what I said to him was, let yourself have some time to experiment, let go of that need to have saveability, but not just forever because that might have been a bit too big of a jump, but I said give yourself six months, give yourself six months to travel and do another job and whatever, and if your life isn't better, go back to England, go live in London, go do exactly what you are doing right now, And it won't take away much, right? Because you've experienced something. But it's like, give yourself that time to experience more. And he said that really did help. And also he said that knowing that he's taking the opportunity while he's got no kids, while he's got no mortgage, like that is also something that we're very lucky at a very young age. And I'm not saying if you do have a kids or mortgage that you can't do this and take risks in your job and whatever, but I think it's almost just like, Easier to say to younger people like, look, you don't actually have any of these, so you can just go off, like and do your thing. A quote that has just come to me, and I have no idea whether it's related, but it is insightful, and it was actually on Drive a CEO podcast with Mo Gordot. I don't know how to say his last name, but it's just Mo M-O. And he was talking about a theory and it was about a pendulum. And the fact is when you have different areas of your life, right? Um, that could be wealth, health friends, work, everything. Lots of different areas. Instead of actually focusing directly on that thing, you actually need to align all the other pendulums in your life. For example, if work isn't going great and you're stressed out and blah blah blah, blah, it's actually great to start improving your health to make you happier, to make you less stressed, to start improving your relationships with your family, You know, it's doing all the other little stuff. And this just resonated with me and Max recently because we are going to Bali to basically do everything we are doing now but to do it in a much better environment, we want to improve our, you know, the meditation, spiritual side of things. We want to improve our health and we want to be like ultra athletes. Like I want to surf, I want to run, I want to hike. Max says this thing and it always helped me, especially at the beginning of our relationship when I was still, you know, letting go of those last fears of food. Um, And he was like, run hot. And it means like eat loads and yeah, be active because we're supposed to be active. But like, Eat, it's so much better to like eat loads and be like you know quite active and this does not mean like don't take your rest days and everything I'm all for the rest days and I think that is a great you know what is needed but that whole like restriction cycle of like that's almost like running cold you're restricting yeah you're over exercising you're not getting much food in your metabolism isn't like crazy like the fact is that when people are eating like 1200 calories And they're not like losing weight. And it's just like, that's their normal. You know, that's not supposed to be, you know, that's not how the body works. That is your body running cold. You need to start eating more. You need to start getting your body running a little hotter. But anyways, sorry, I drifted. But that's kind of like the mindset I'm going for is when I go to Bali, I'm trying to make my work better by actually attacking all the other parts of my life. I'm here to make my health better, my... Meditation better, my time alone, my reading, my self improvement, my friendships, my relationship with Max itself. So it's like I'm attacking all the other sides. Going on to the next part, and that is letting go of control. So you've got letting go of fears, things that have run your life for quite a bit of time, and then letting go of control. For me, one of the biggest ones at the moment is work. I am just someone who has to do everything themselves. And I think that everything is my responsibility. and Archer Fitness has been a one man production for nearly two years, and you know that might sound quite normal for a social media platform but when you are on as many platforms, you know, I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, podcast, Um, I've racked up quite a bit of following on each one. Like each one is like a job and then you do all of them. And then you've got everything from like putting in my receipts with my taxes to doing all my appointments, figuring out the creative work, doing the admin work, doing my emails, like every part of my life, of my job I'm doing. And I almost have feelings of guilt when I say that because I'm saying, Anna, you're supposed to do that. Like, why are you putting yourself on a high horse that you're not supposed to be doing it? And that is my new recent realisation that, you know what, I don't have to do everything in order to feel valid, in order to feel like I'm working hard. I can just do a section of what I'm doing and actually work hard. And I've always heard on business and you know those work podcasts and YouTube videos that the moment you go from let's say running like a little business to a big business is when you can let go of the control of jobs knowing that other people do things better and I've known this for a long time like someone can edit my videos better someone can do other jobs for me better you know get a finance person that can do it better than you and i I just didn't think that it applied to me, if I'm being honest. I was like, no, that's not me because I just generally think that I do things best for myself. I'm not saying I know everything best, but I definitely do think, like, that's just my mindset as a person. Literally earlier when me and my boyfriend were making lunch, um, I told him off for how he was chopping the mushrooms because I thought I had a better way of chopping the mushrooms. Like, that just says something about me. Like, I generally just have a way of doing everything. And this was something that I've always had you know, that control side of when I was younger, I didn't like change, I had a way of doing everything specifically, whether that was putting my shoe on, putting my seatbelt on, packing my bag, like everything was in a specific way, even though as a person these days, people think that I'm quite messy and quite disorganized, but I think that's just a front that I put on. And even if there's like clothes on the floor, it doesn't mean that I don't have a certain way of doing everything. So yes, going on about this letting go of control, it's honestly like magic when you let go of something. I want to just tell you this little, honestly, I see it as like a little miracle. And I think these little miracles and little moments of magic, I'm going to call, oh, I like that moments of magic when you let go or when you, let's say manifest or whatever. And a couple of months ago, I started thinking to myself, you know what? I need a manager. I need someone to help me, some sort of assistance. But I said to myself, I'm looking for someone specific. I'm not looking for like an agency with a manager. You know, I'm part of like a whole load of clients and influencers. I was like, I don't want that. I don't want someone to just bring me loads of brand deals and then I pay them. Like, that's not what I wanted. What I was manifesting was someone, like an individual working with me, like a a co-partner in my business, helping me out with everything like literally solely working for me and not necessarily like a team of people or working for another company themselves and it didn't come to me for months and then there was a little moment of magic and I didn't realize what it was only until about a week I'd say a week ago two weeks ago and I put up on my Instagram a story I basically said any graphic designers to make my podcast graphic And I had quite a few people pop up. And it was quite overwhelming, if I'm being honest. Like, people in my DM saying, yeah, I can do this. I can do that. And then I had this one message. And it came down on my phone. It said, hey, just send me any inspo. Send me, like, what you're thinking of. I'll make something. Don't stress. You don't have to reply. You don't have to use it. You don't have to do anything. Just let me try. And the way the message came across, I was like, wow. Like, for once, I didn't feel like... That message didn't have any pressure. And I don't deal well with pressure, which is why I think... I have, you know, not wanted a manager for so long. And I was like, oh wow, yeah, you know what, well, I'll send you over all my drafts and we'll just see how it goes. Like, And I just felt this sort of like no stress vibe if I don't use it, use the graphic, right? Because it is a bit scary asking someone to do a graphic and then you having like 20 graphics sent to you and then you've got to pay for them all, but then you don't actually like them all. But it was just a bit like, I didn't know how to go about it. And I sent out my stuff and out of everyone, I thought that, not that I, it wouldn't be her, but I just thought, oh, it's probably going to be a graphic account or it's going to be something else. And it was her graphic. It is the Inside Anna's Mind graphic that you see on my podcast that Alex drew. Yes, new character, Alex is the girl that I'm talking about. And she drew the graphic and she was so collaborative in it. Like we sent back so many drafts. She, I'd be like, mm, can we change this? And she was like, yeah, we'll do this. Like she wanted it to be perfect for me. And it was that you know act of collaboration that really like drew my attention I was like wow and then we basically took it the next step further and we were like do you want to do all my graphics on my podcast page so she started doing that and she had you know she was slowly giving me like insights and marketing stuff and she was like oh you know you should do this this would help whatever and I was like "Mm, you know you're pretty good at this and more and more she was actually just helping me with my account and then it came to a point where she was like, I'm just having this feeling of, I think I could like potentially help you. Is that something you're looking for? And I stray away was like, yes, oh my gosh, please help me with Anna Archer Fitness as a whole. Because at the moment she was just helping me with inside Anna's mind. And it was just this like star of like, it was just that moment of magic. And I was like, this is what I'd be looking for. Like Alex was currently working a like project manager job and she wasn't feeling that her, basically her creativity was being put to use. And I basically wanted her so much. You know, I've never employed someone properly on my business. Um, you know, arch Fitness is a business. And, it, you know, it's kind of scary. Like, I had to write up a whole contract. But it was such a good learning lesson for me. Yeah, I had to contract. I've got to, you know, basically say that I'm going to pay you this much amount a year. This is the tax. I'll pay you pension. I'll pay, you know, it was all these things, the perks, the everything saying you know the notice we have to give it to each other and yes we wrote up a contract and basically we just signed it today which is so exciting and she's basically going to be my creative director project manager PA like doing all those like little assistant roles as well so I'm basically not filling up my time with like some of the little jobs and I can just like basically text her and be like, hey, this needs to be done. Can we do this? And then she'll send me ideas. And then, yeah, going, you know, if we're rounding up this topic of, I managed to let go of control of my work, thinking that I did it best, thinking that, you know, there's no way that it could be any better or that it was a possibility. And as soon as I let go of that control, gave it to Alex, signed a contract and was like, you are now, you know, part of this organisation and, ev- and everything. Such amazing feelings have come from it. And it's only until I let go of control of me just doing this as a one-man production and being like, yeah, you know what? I wanna take on someone else. Did it invite the opportunity of Alex coming to me, like in the world of the universe, coming to me and actually displaying this opportunity of like, hey, I wanna work for you. Like it was just such a aligning thing. It was crazy. And when me and Alex talked to each other, she was saying it was the same for her. Like she was wanting something better than her job. And it just came to us, like, she has full control of, like, everything she wants to do as the job, like, where she wants to take us. I can't describe to you guys how excited I am. I've been doing Anna Arch Fitness for about two years, and the last year or so really run down with ideas and not feeling inspired and not feeling motivated. And I have had my flows where I'm in flow, and I'm feeling good about the content I'm putting out. But honestly, like, since I... I would actually go to the point of saying since Aruba and I stopped my niche of the stuff I was posting then you know workouts and it was a lot of dieting stuff I know that was what it was but basically what I'm trying to say is I was so inspired then to make content because I just thought that that was basically my life then and I thought that was happiness and I was just basically really inspired to make content creative that's why my account grew so much because I was just so creative on every platform and utilizing them all. And when I lost my niche, I kind of lost myself. And this last year has been not only a year of self-awareness, but who am I? Who is Anna? What does she want to do? And throughout this year, I kind of, especially the last couple of months, I lost my, well, I say I lost my creativity. I think I just lost my spark. I still got it within me. But honestly, when I chat to Alex now and I'm like, hey, any YouTube ideas or any, what should we do for tonight's post? She just quick fires these ideas that take me like a week to think about i am honestly so excited for where we're going to take animal arch fitness i don't think you guys are ready like the podcast the youtube the instagram tiktok you know this is a little insider tiktok will be coming back but it's going to be coming back in a positive way of Me not necessarily having to scroll on TikTok for hours to find trends, but actually Alex helping me, finding the stuff, working together to make videos and then putting it out. So I'm able to be on the platform and connect with you guys, but in a way that protects myself, which I think is a really key thing to understand. So basically, I've got this little team going on. Um, Not only do I have Alex joining me, but I also have my boyfriend. And, you know, I've had some, I've had a chat with a few people and sometimes they like twist their face and they're like, really? Like, are you sure that's a good thing for your relationship? But our relationship is already trying to help each other so much in terms of every aspect in our life. This naturally came to us. And we did have, you know, it was months in the talk. We didn't just straight, you know, quit. He didn't just quit his job and work for me, but it was a lot of talking and there was times where one of us would be upset about something or that he would be, you know, we had to have difficult like chats about pay and we are both very happy with where we are now with it and it actually developed our relationship in so many ways we were able to have really mature conversations about things and every time I had to almost like check in with him like is this what you want does this feel right with you and I had to do the same with me so Max will be doing all like brand negotiations emails outreach big projects looking into the future that kind of stuff and then Alex is doing my creative work. So that's the ideas on all my platforms, that's making and editing the videos, um, that's setting out my calendar, you know, all the girly, intuitive, creative things. And then Max is like the business side of things. Max actually quit his job about a week ago. So he's had like four working days with me and honestly, I could not stress how amazing it is. Like, it is so nice. At the moment he's doing like my tax stuff because I've had like so much backlog of receipts that I haven't done. Um, So he's just helping me with these things. And it's just like taking off this stress. It's letting go of control that I had to do my receipts. And he was like, why don't you just get someone else to do them? I was like, no, like people won't understand it. Like I generally thought like, no, I can't teach it to someone. Like I can't also send it to someone. And then I was like, wait, you're literally next to me. All my receipts are in hand. You know why don't we do it? And it worked out really well. Like I literally don't look at anything he's doing now. Like I just trust that he's doing the receipts right, and it's allowed me to do more creative side of things. Whether that's planning a podcast, recording a podcast, filming a YouTube video, everything. Um, it's been really nice and definitely, definitely the right decision in terms of him. I say he's working for me, but he's actually creating his own business on the side of like kind of management stuff, and then. I'm one of his clients just to give that split of he's not just working directly for me because I think because we are so close in our relationship we do need some sort of divide and this also allows him to take you know clients in on the future and everything like that not saying Alex isn't going to do that but it just works that for me and Max that he creates his own business and then we kind of work together as businesses and not necessarily he's an employee of my business anyways In terms of Alex, she had to give one month's notice to her job, which is very normal. And she basically gave her notice in about a week ago. So she's gonna start work with me on the middle of July. This month is like a very kind of rocky month of I'm still by myself in terms of the creative work. Like I don't have Alex yet, but at the same time we do chat a lot on message and I do get some help from her. So it is very helpful at the moment. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of just like so excited to start with her in July and we're actually going on holiday together. Cause I was like, you know what? Like, I, I wanna make this fun. I wanna make this a fun job. I don't want anyone to hate their job, especially if they're working for me. Like I want them to really enjoy it. So I was like, right, let's go on holiday and let's work on holiday as our first, like getting to know each other. Things, you know, instead of having to have like 10 FaceTime calls a day, why don't we just go on holiday, we'll have some Wi-Fi, be in a nice place, do all the like editing and admin stuff in there and then we can go out, we can turn, we can be by the beach and we can basically like brainstorm and re-navigate the whole of Anarch Fitness and where we want to take it as a brand. So, Basically what I'm trying to say is I'm so inspired and that came from letting go of control of my work. My next example of letting go of control is with family and friends and that is you can't control other people's lives. And I've experienced this in different ways. For example, I remember when I was like with my friends in secondary school, I'd be like trying to like direct them, like maybe like get them into the gym or maybe get them started reading or take turning off their phone like I was that kid like I was always about self improvement whether or not I I don't know how to explain it like I was still a teenager but I loved doing my homework and studying and reading and going out for walks and doing all this stuff and I would always try to get them onto things and and I realized there was it took me a couple of years to actually realize let go and let them live their life i have a best friend called lily and i love lily and there's been times over the years where i would try and like be like oh no lily, lily don't do that or that's not great for you or you don't want to hang out with those people or whatever and i would always give my opinion on that and i realized it's actually just causing conflict in our relationship and lily needs to go through all these things to experience for herself and me telling her doesn't help and the way i was able to understand that was with my relationship with my mum, my mum has always like been like, you know, why don't you do this? Or she she's loved yoga her whole life, and she was like, Anna, why don't you do yoga? And I was like, Mum, no, 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 no. It was until she didn't actually say anything. Did I do it myself? It's like when your mum tells you to enter the dishwasher, you are about to do it yourself. But when they tell you, you automatically don't want to do it. And that actually goes for your friends and family when you try to dictate how they should live their life. So. I definitely stopped doing that to Lily a couple of years ago. And I was like, Lily can do what she wants. And that's the same with all my friends. Everyone is supposed to experience things and they're supposed to go through their own thing. And I talked about this in the episode of, I think episode three, when I was talking about binging, bulimia and all things body image, where I was saying, you know, if one of your friends is struggling with an eating disorder or family just know that it is in their path to go through it. But it doesn't mean that they can't have the support and assistance they need. Especially if you're a strong-minded person like myself and you think, oh, you know, I'm always thinking I'm doing stuff optimally, I'm doing stuff right. But it's just, you can't dictate other people's lives. I even, you know, realised it with my boyfriend. I would tell him off every time that he woke up and like went on his phone. Cause I just don't do that myself. And I just think it's like the worst thing on the world. That's just my like, you know, opinion. And well, I'm not even opinion. Like I just do think it's right. Anyways, he would go on his phone and I'd be like, why are you on your phone? And he would just be like, Anna, like, I just want to go on my phone. And I stopped saying it. And then I remember one day he came to me and he was like, yeah, I've been off my phone all morning. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And it was like, when I leave him to do the things himself and experience himself, it was when he managed to get there himself and make that action, did it feel more rewarding? It's almost like if someone else tells you, maybe it's not as rewarding, I don't know. Another thing that I wanna relate this back to is controlling other people's eating behaviors, whether or not they have disordered eating or not. So it can go both ways. And I feel like people that have, you know, past eating disorder experiences, they want to control other people's eatings because maybe, you know, they're losing control of their own, not as in losing control, like, going crazy, like... They're trying to recover and in order to recover you have to let go of control of you know all the food you eat and instead you're kind of projecting it onto other people like hey what did you eat or what are you having for lunch or did you eat that or did you skip breakfast you know you're saying all these things because you want to find out whether they are eating quote unquote correctly in terms of are they eating enough food. I would say I let go of this mindset or this behavior probably about eight months ago, which has really helped me. Maybe here and there. Actually, I would actually, I take that back. I take that back. I would say, yeah, predominantly eight months ago. But I would say there's been experiences even up to like a month ago where I would find myself near to saying something. But I would just notice and be like, very interesting, Anna, that you want to Say, oh, did you skip breakfast? Yeah, at the beginning, I just thought that I was like protecting them and doing something for them. But in reality, I was just trying to control their way of eating. So I think it's good to notice that whether or not you do it. And I think something I want to talk about is the power of noticing. You don't necessarily have to take action, you don't necessarily have to do something drastic, but notice your behaviors. For example, I talked about in my last episode noticing how much you look in the mirror. And as soon as you plant that seed into your brain, like the act of noticing will bring it up to you more and then it will allow you to take action on it. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop looking in the mirrors often or noticing how much you actually comment on other people's eating. And then once you've noticed that for maybe a couple of days or a week, you'll realize maybe I don't want to do that anymore. So the act of noticing is really good. When you are dictating the relationships around you, you're not allowing your full relationship to blossom. So I think that is a good little mindset. My next section is letting go of physical items. Now I'm gonna preach this because this was actually my recent YouTube video and it was talking about my new acts of basically going towards minimalism. And I would actually really recommend to watch this video. It's not a vlog. It's not something that's, you know, just like me chatting about anything. It's a quite a, I would say a creative taken YouTube video of mine. Like, I really put in the creative effort to make it. And I'll just give a little brief summary. There's lots of different ways you can go about this. One way is physically letting go of clothes, like a whole bag, actually releases so much stress because every time you look through your wardrobe looking for an outfit, if you are skimming past so many clothes that you don't actually wear, you're literally using brain energy and stress at the fact, like, I've got nothing to wear, I've got nothing to wear. The reason why is your wardrobe is filled of things that you don't actually like or things that are not comfortable. And this was something that I really experienced. So I did a massive wipe out. Like I got rid of 70% of my clothes. If you watch the video, you'll see how much stuff I actually got rid of. Um, and I feel so much lighter, like physically lighter. By letting go, I feel lighter. And not only that, but it also allows the right pieces of clothing to come to you. Like if I let go of five random bags that I don't use. Maybe when I go to Bali, I will find the most cutest usable practical bag ever that I will use for the next two years. And it will be my favourite bag. But if I didn't let go of the five bags before, maybe that bag wouldn't come to me. So it's about making space for better items to come to you. The next category is letting go of people's approvals. This was a big thing in terms of my work. Um, I felt like I was like pushed into the corner of influencer so for the last six months I was kind of trying to live by that and by doing that it kind of made me into this whirlpool of conflict and not liking what I do and hating my accounts and recently I'm like I want to do what Anna wants to do and you shouldn't live by the way that you think you should live or the way other people think you should live just because I can afford to live in London and it might bring me you know, events and collabs and whatever. Is it, is it filling up my soul and making me feel whole? No, it's not. And by living more authentically to yourself and letting go of other people's approvals, you allow what is supposed to come into your life, come into your life. I don't really know how to explain that, but you have an intuition, right? And it can be very easily clouded by lots of things going on in your life, whether that's, toxic people, whether it's toxic trait. And when you are not in tune with your intuition, you don't know what you wanna do. And from the last year of self-awareness and self-improvement, and I can't even say the last year, I would say my whole life, but especially the last couple of months of really getting to know what Anna wants to do and what way that I wanna live, my intuition is basically like a little map. It's like, here is what you're actually supposed to be doing and here is what actually is great for you because our life is definitely not predetermined, but there's definitely a path, like a greater path for us, but a lot of people don't hop onto it, because they don't allow your intuition to speak, and now your intuition, and this is what Mo talks about, this is not my own personal realisation, but your intuition doesn't just send you a text being like hey you need to be in bali in august because there's going to be some like cool opportunities there and you're going to feel great and your mental health is going to get so much better you don't just get a direct message of it and intuition is literally that gut feeling of like i had this draw i had this like pulling towards bali and it was like i want to be here in this time and i want it to be soon and i want to live this type of lifestyle And that is my intuition speaking, because it feels right. And whenever I think about it, it is the right thing to do. And it just doesn't make sense by living, living by other people's approvals will only bring you internal conflict with yourself. So if you think that you should have a certain car or certain clothes or a certain house, just because you think that's accepted by society, or you think that's cool between your friends, if you don't actually think that is cool, like if you are not actually interested. You're just gonna cause conflict in yourself because you're gonna be spending your time, money, and stress on things you don't actually care about. And I think a main thing is also understanding that your friends can be doing other things. For example, Millie and I are on completely different paths and I'm not gonna invalidate her path in order to make mine more valid. Like, that's just not the way it works. There is no right way. I can appreciate and be excited for Millie with her life without actually having to live it. For example, if you don't know who Millie is, she is my housemate. She is in LA right now. She loves all things London, LA, glam, like, lovely person, loves, you know, all that stuff. She loves the social media stuff and she's on to a very great path of, yeah, she's got big things planned. And I'm so happy and I can appreciate that that is her life, but I also know that that's not the right one for me. And I think that's a great thing to understand in terms of your friends and people around you. Even if your friend is doing something, you know, be happy for them and be proud of them without being like, that's what I've got to do. Know that you've got your own lifestyle. It's like knowing that everyone has their set path from them. No one is invalid. If someone wants to be a musician, if someone wants to be an actor, if someone wants to... Just garden, like do gardening. Like there's no right or wrong job. There's no right or wrong pay. There's no right or wrong lifestyle. My next topic is letting go of the idea that we have to look like a specific body stereotype. Letting go that you have to have your hair or makeup like certain girls. The moment you realize that is the moment you realize how beautiful we are as individuals. For so long, I compared Millie and I thinking, why isn't my hair as long? Why isn't my hair as beautiful and blonde? Why does she do her makeup so well? Why can she curl her hair so well? Like, I really compared myself, but it was interesting because I actually knew that that was not who I am authentically and who I want to be. Like, I enjoy being natural. I enjoy not washing my hair for a week. I enjoy not straightening my hair, not blow drying my hair. Like, I enjoy wearing no makeup. Like, that is who, that is what I like to do. So it doesn't actually make sense for me to compare my image to someone else. And this is a practical example of me letting go of that. I would say probably a month ago, I went on this complete like all natural phase. I stopped getting my nails done. I stopped getting my eyelashes done. I stopped fake tanning. I stopped even blow drying my hair. Like I just let my hair dry naturally. I was like, whatever my hair wants to dry, like I'll I'll suit it to that. Um, and I've been feeling really good. Actually feeling more empowered and more confident in the way I look even though I never really had like an issue with my face and stuff I can actually see a difference like you know if we're talking about physically in terms of what I look like as an image I would say I actually look more pretty now than I did a couple of months ago because I'm living more authentically to myself and I have actually an interesting story I went to a face clinic thing Millie recommended it to me it was basically like a brand promotion thing like they were willing to give me like skin treatments in order for me to post and I was like yeah you know what that'll be good like you know my skin's already clear but I don't mind you know having a bit more of a glow you know I have a few spots here and there maybe it will you know just make my skin glow a bit more I don't know and I went to the appointment and the guy went he was like okay so what do you think you need doing and I was like honestly I don't know I honestly don't know why I'm here just maybe for one of those like skin glow treatments like I was a bit oblivious to it all And then I said, what about you? Like, what do you think I need? And he was like, well, you know, your nose sticks out a bit. So we could put some chin filler to make, you know, your nose stick out a bit um, less. And your eyes look really hollow like your bag. So we could put a derma filler in there. And he was just saying all these things. And I was getting quite choked up. And I was like oh God, like I'm in the wrong place. Like I did not mean, I don't want any plastic surgery or any, not plastic surgery or any filler or anything. Like I knew my nose was always a little bigger. Like it wasn't that perfect, cute little button nose that people have, but I wasn't really that affected. Like I don't look at my face as like individual parts, like oh, my nose and my lips and my ears. I look at my face as a whole and I'm pretty happy with it. So I'm like, even if my nose looks a bit bigger, if I like myself as a, if I like my face as a whole, then I'm happy with it all. But the fact that he pointed it out The next week after that, I was like feeling a little bit more insecure about it. I was like, "Mm." but then I kind of turned it around and I didn't let myself spiral and go get the treatments. And I actually messaged them and saying, I don't want to do any more promotions with you at all. It's actually like not caring about your imperfections. Like I don't care if my nose has got a bump on it or a bit bigger, but noticing the good things about it. Like I love my freckles and I like my side profile, even though for so many years I thought I didn't because I didn't have the stereotypical side profile that like the cute button nose girls have but actually realizing you know what i have a cute side profile anyways like even though it's not the stereotype so letting go of that but if i'm being honest i'm still in the works of letting go with the body stereotype but i would say i'm getting a lot better i'm not taking any diet action for for me for example an insecurity of mine is my cellulite but I'm not taking any diet action. I'm okay with wearing shorts. And I am okay if I see it in the mirror, like I'm not immediately emotionally affected, which is how I would normally be. So even though I notice it, and I'm like, "Mm, maybe I don't love love it, which is something that is, you know, something I'm slowly working on, it's not as easy to say that things just are easy to accept. Let's say you have a massive insecurity with your skin, it's not going to be after one podcast that anna put out oh yeah like i love my skin now no but it takes time of kind of understanding that you don't need to be that stereotype challenging it and accepting it like yeah i'm gonna wear shorts so that my cellulite show i'm gonna prove to people that i don't care well not even prove to people but prove to yourself and the reward you get from letting go of that body or face stereotype is loving yourself a little bit more. In fact, a lot more, and being happier and being less stressed. So isn't that such a reward? Like, isn't it? Because I just had this another realization the other week was like, so we care so much about what our body looks like, like really care, but actually the only people that actually see it is other people. Like we don't physically see our body walking in the street. So we actually only care what other people see our bodies like. So we are, in fact, stressing so much. We are giving so much stress for other people's eyes. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't want to live by that anymore. And that's when I stopped, you know, doing this whole mirror-looking thing because I don't care what I look like in the mirror because it doesn't change anything. Like, I'm still going to walk outside and I'm still not going to care what other people think of me. So if that helps anyone, I'll be happy. One of the last things that I want to talk about is letting go of always needing to be happy. I think this is a very critical thing, especially if you're going through a path of self-improvement and self-awareness and, you know, aiming towards that happy feeling, which is something you can do. Like, you are supposed to have more happy days than, let's say, unhappy days, but there's going to be a lot of processing in your self-awareness. There's going to be days when you think about your past or that things trigger you and knowing that you're supposed to have bad days and using them as a learning tool and yes it's harder than it sounds because even if I have a bad day tomorrow I will call up my therapist and be like I'm having such a bad day my life's on end like I don't know what to do but what I have learned is to actually just kind of like sit on the sofa lie there and what I do is just hang on I've had so many experiences now I'd probably say in the last four three years when I struggled with depression whether that's been a month of depression or a week of depression or a day of depression, when I'm at my absolute lowest, I always think that that is the absolute lowest and that I can never get out of it. But I've proved time and time and again that a couple of months later or a couple of weeks later, I'm doing better and I'm feeling better. And then it goes again. You know, i have another really, really low day where I think, oh my God, this is it. Like, I just can't, I'll never be able to get out of this place. Like, this is just a mindset that I'm doomed with. And it was honestly you know, years, it's only now that I have the confidence, you know, as a 20 year old, you know, I can have a bad day, I can have a depressive day, and I know in my head right in a week, I know you're gonna be fine, but right now this is what you're feeling. So I'm gonna turn up, I'm gonna be here for that girl that is sad, and I'm gonna use it as a learning tool. And in the moment, you don't necessarily want to use it as a learning tool, you know, when you're feeling depressed, you don't want to start reflecting, you kind of just want to sit with it. But you know, allow yourself, don't just sit with yourself and be like, oh, I'm depressed about my body. Go a little bit deeper. Go, why am I predetermined to feel bad about my body? Is it my parents? Like, think about other stuff that are going on in your life. Is it a breakup? Is it other stuff? If it's a breakup, does that actually lead back to something else? Did your dad leave you when you were younger? Did your parents not give you much attention? Like, do you have other fears of rejection and love? Or Were there any times that you felt unloved as a child? Like, it's a good time to kind of reflect back um and just hold on that's what I can say just hold on even if let's say you're in a pit of depression right now your room is messy you're feeling low you can't get out if you if you're in that suicidal which I've I've been in you've really just gotta hang on and it's hard it's really really hard but but maybe I should do another episode on depression there's quite a lot to it so overall what I wanted to share in this podcast was Knowing that when you let go of something, you are making room in your life for something better. And even though you might not know what it is when you're in that process of letting go, something will come. Whether that's less stress, more money, more friends, or not say necessarily more friends, but better quality friends. This is how you attract new things. When you let go of something, you make space for a new thing to come you're almost showing the universe that you're ready for your next season. And I love this whole season analogy of like, we go through seasons. I'm in now going into a different season of myself. I'm going into, you know, I'm creating a team behind myself to help myself work. I'm traveling, like I'm in a whole new state. My last season was probably London and the one before that was like, distraction summer of smoking, vaping and everything else. So it's like, we go through seasons as a person and to almost jump into your next better season, you have to make some changes and you can get rid of things. I think it will be quite good to have like a challenge and that is let yourself investigate your life this week. Kind of maybe write down some things that you think is holding you back, whether that's the group of friends you're hanging out with, a job, restrictive eating, work patterns, write down the pros and cons, maybe some other ideas you could do. And just like the moment you put that out to the universe that you're thinking about it, the next steps will come. There is not going to be a clear journey of like, oh, this is how you're going to do it. But if even if you start investigating it and start noticing it, things will line up for you to take action. And always think about stress in terms of one of the consequences. Like, let's say, there's two jobs that you're contemplating but one has a little bit more money but it has so much more stress like value that stress don't let yourself just value the little bit more of money but understand that that stress is going to have an effect on you it will probably actually have an effect of your job your creativity your motivation your inspiration your wealth uh, your health your relationships with people like it affects a lot more than just a little bit more of money And then, you know, take little small steps for that. Maybe let go for a week. The more self-awareness you do, the more you can align with your intuition. And then the more you can make decisions on what benefits you best. I hope this podcast episode has lightened up a little bit of fire inside of you to kickstart that next season of yours or that next part of your life. I know there is something better out for you. And even if you think, you know what, I'm doing pretty well at the moment That's great, that's great. And you don't always have to let go of things. You can just notice things, notice your behavior. I do have a Instagram podcast account, which I send updates on. And we're growing a real community on that. It's called Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. And my personal Instagram is Anna Archer Fitness. My YouTube is also Anna Archer Fitness where I post my YouTube videos on. So if you wanna get into that, but yeah, I just wanna say thank you for listening to this podcast. It'd be great if you guys could either comment, you know, as a review on the podcast itself or even on the podcast Instagram. There is always a latest Instagram graphic of, you know, the podcast episode, like episode five, there'll be a certain photo for it. And you can use the comment section as almost like a feedback thing for me. Like, hey, i really love this part. This helped me, you know, think about this and that. And I'd be interested to hear more about what you've got to say about this. So it's just a great little area where we can talk. I'm hoping you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening or sleep or rest of the week, but I'm sending lots and lots of love and I will see you guys next week. Bye bye!